How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 17 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, today, we're continuing with our potential breakout players, uh, along with some fantasy talk, and then we're going to answer a mailbag question, because we got one. Uh, so that'll be the entire show for today. Before I get started with the first segment, though, I just want to make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter at Locked On A's, me personally at ByJasonB. And then uh, if you got other mailbag questions for us, we got a Gmail account over at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So you can send questions that away or on Twitter. It doesn't matter. Uh, I will answer any and all questions for you guys. So on Monday, we talked about Jesus Luzardo as a potential breakout player. Yesterday, I talked about uh, Sean Murphy. Today, I mean, I kind of gave it away yesterday, uh, but we're talking about AJ Puck. He is my third potential breakout player for the Oakland Athletics. Sure, they're all uh, prospects, and so there's more potential for a breakout season because uh, we haven't seen them in a full season yet, and they're all rookie of the year contenders. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sticking with that theme. Two other guys, uh, one of them uh, fans may not have heard as much about. The other guy, uh, you know who he is. So look forward for those on uh, Thursday and Friday. And, yeah, so A.J. Puck. Here's what we got. We're going to run down some stats real quick, and then we'll get into more of the other stuff. Uh, AJ Puck, uh, fun fact, the AJ stands for Andrew Jacob Puck. And I might start calling him Andrew Jacob now, because I thought that was fun. Uh, According to MLB Pipeline, he is number 60 on their list of all minor league players. Um, He's the number number seven uh, lefty pitcher. So, uh, yeah, and there's guys ahead of him that are legitimately good. One of those guys is in fact, uh, Jesus Luzardo. So, you know, there's, there's people with talent ahead of him, obviously. And AJ Puck has lots of talent. We're getting into that here in a sec, but you, it's not like a, a dismissal of his abilities to put him at number seven on this list. Um, so he is entering his age 25 season. He is left-handed as we've gone over. And, you know, I feel like most people know about that by now. He's a lefty pitcher. Uh, he is also six foot seven inches tall, and uh, that is a tall human being. And uh, one thing that goes with a tall human being is when they're throwing a baseball, they have a long stride, which means that by the time that the ball leaves their hand when they're extending from the mound, it takes less time to get to the batter. So even if, you know, Puck's throwing, uh, what is it? Uh, he's averaging like 97 miles an hour with his fastball. It takes it that that much less time to get to the batter, and they have less time to react and do something and decide if they want to swing, let alone put together a swing. And so uh, taller pitchers tend to do a little bit better. So Puck missed most of 2018, uh, due, or all of 2018, sorry, with uh, Tommy John surgery. He pitched a little bit last year. He threw uh, like 11 innings in the majors and something like 20 in the minors. So... He needs to rebuild that arm strength a little bit. Um, and so while I am a little bit concerned about what his workload could be, same thing with uh, Luzardo, but uh, Bob Melvin says there's no restrictions on him, so they're going to let him go. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, they'll, they'll get breaks here and there because these have some rotational depth, which is nice. But uh, in his 11 innings in the majors last year, he was throwing his fastball uh, around 64% of the time at 97 and uh, and. 97.1 miles per hour uh, on average. And then his slider was his other main pitch, and that was coming in around 25% of the time. And it's a very hard slider. Uh, it is coming in at 
89.7 miles per hour on average. He threw four curveballs the entire year, so that was 2% of his pitches. That's a 82-mile-an-hour pitch. And then 9.5% uh, of the time he was throwing a changeup, which was 89.3, which may or may not be faster than Dallas Keuchel's fastball. Um, I'm not positive on that one, but it is definitely harder than some lefties' fastballs in the majors right now. So over on Fangraphs, uh, their steamer projections, which I've been going over with each of the previous uh, two players on this week's podcast, uh, their steamer projections have them going for 144 innings pitched with a 4.14 ERA, uh, and then his uh, strikeouts per nine is just under 10 at 9.84, and then his walks per nine are at 3.95. The key for AJ Puck this season is going to be controlling the baseball. If he can get that uh, walks per nine down to like three and a half, maybe even three, uh, you're going to see an elite season from AJ Puck. I don't know that he's going to do it and make those strides in his first season in the majors, but that's d definitely the way that he's going to, you know, make a name for himself nationwide is by, you know, controlling the baseball a little bit better. And then uh, he has the stuff to do the rest of it. So I threw those projections over into the play index over at Baseball Reference and came up with uh, his comp from 2019, which isn't going to be great because he's projected to have a 414 ERA and his walks are a little high, but, you know, whatever. And his comp was Robbie Ray. It's the closest one that was there with innings and everything else. Uh, the other one was Chris Archer, but he had fewer innings and a much higher ERA. So Robbie Ray it is. Um and, you know, Robbie Ray has had some solid seasons. And what Puck might uh, have is the league doesn't know who he is yet, so he might get some of that adjustment period uh, or the time before the adjustment period where he just dominates guys. Um, but there's going to be an adjustment period at some point this year. And whether or not A.J. Puck can control, you know, his pitches enough to get past that adjustment period is going to be what dictates how good of a season he's going to have. And, you know, being a fan of the team, I believe that he's going to have a good adjustment and he's going to have a solid season. So uh, that's 2020 in a nutshell for you for AJ Puck, potential breakout star. There's uh, one more comparison that I'm going to get to after this break. But first, got to do the Fantasy Minute presented by League Commish. Uh, league Commish is basically fantasy baseball dating. Uh, they match you with a league that suits all your preferences and uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about A.J. Puck's fantasy purposes, and then uh, we'll do some ads, and then, uh, then we'll get back to A.J. Puck. So while A.J. Puck is among the top prospects in baseball, his fantasy uh, projections aren't quite as good. Uh, fantasy Pros has him as uh, ranked number 246th overall, which is barely draft-worthy, depending on how deep uh, your league is. Um, and then the Athletic has him as the number 93 pitcher overall. So again, roughly in the 200s, somewhere thereabouts. So depending on how deep your league is, AJ Puck might not have to be on your radar. But he should be on your radar for waiver wire pickups or, you know, late round flyer. Because he has the potential to do much better than the projections that we laid out from Fangraphs. Uh, according to both of these sites, uh, depending on which one you're using, he's either grouped in or around... Uh, Michael Kopech and Sandy Alcantara, or uh, Dustin May and Zach Gallen. Four decent pitchers for, you know, my money. I would go after any of these five guys, including Puck. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to waste a high-level pick on them. So, 
And with Puck, it's it's interesting that the since the inception of the podcast, so two months now, uh, I've been saying he could be slated for some bullpen time to limit the workload on that arm because you know he's projected for 144 innings. Uh, that's going to be them buying him some time here and there. But I do believe that they're going to try and get him into as many games as they can while not overworking him as well because they want to utilize the arm without breaking the arm. Uh, so if he does make it to the bullpen, that does hurt his fantasy value. So I would say see what kind of a draft room you're in. Uh, if you're with a bunch of A's fans, you're probably going to have to take them. But try and be smart with your draft pick. You know, save it for the last couple of rounds in like a 12-team league. If you're in a 15-team league, you might have to go slightly before that. Uh, if you're in a 10-team league, he's probably waiver wire fodder at that point. But, uh, I mean, stream him for sure, especially in favorable matchups once we find out what his splits are because he's pitched 11 innings and we don't know. But uh, And see what his control is like in spring training because that's going to be the key for him making a name for himself in 2020. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that was actually decent advice. So I just won you your fantasy league. You're welcome. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or, or the guy who makes everything into a competition, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as a way to lay the foundation for your new league. It's easy to sign up with your preferences. Get matched and approve that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commish by February 29th and receive 15% off by entering the code LOCKEDON in the referred by section of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using our code receive their first match free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommission.com. So the last little bit that I have on AJ Puck is just a, around a comp that has come up with him a lot. And it was written about recently in The Athletic uh, by Alex Coffey, the new ace beat writer over there. Um, and that is comparing AJ Puck to Randy Johnson. It's a comp that's existed since I've been familiar with A.J. Puck. He's a tall left-handed pitcher. How many tall left-handed pitchers have there been? Randy Johnson. End of, end of story. Um, so Randy Johnson came over to A's camp, taught him and Shamanaya a little bit about pitching and you know what he, what he did to get ready and what helped him succeed and the importance of mechanics and all that stuff. And if any of that sunk in for A.J. Puck and can help him with the control that you know he's having issues with, then not money well spent, but, you know, time well spent for Randy Johnson because he wants to pay it forward just like Nolan Ryan did for him when he was a young kid with uh, with the Mariners. And uh, Dave Stewart, you know, that guy who was with the A's for a while, he's pretty solid. You might know him from his TV appearances these days. Uh, Dave Stewart said that Puck stuff is better than Randy Johnson's, but he's going to have to earn the fear that Randy Johnson struck into the hearts of batters. And, uh, you know, that's that's a fair assessment. I I don't know if his stuff's better, but uh, I'll go with Dave Stewart on this one. Puck is electric, and his stuff is so much better than Randy Johnson. You know, Hall of Famer Randy Johnson. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Breakout star, AJ Puck. So before we wrap up, I'm just going to answer this one quick question that I got on Twitter from uh, Coliseum Foul Territory. 
and they asked, uh, do you think that the A's have enough arms in the bullpen? Uh, they would have liked to see a good reliever or two to replace Trinan and have as a contingency if Hedricks regresses this year. Um, I think that it would be nice if the A's had another relief option, uh, you know, in the bullpen. I've been talking about AJ Puck in the bullpen, blah, 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 blah. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen at this point. But you got Chris Bassett as a decent contingency plan as another long reliever to go with. Uh, use Mario Petit. And he seems, uh, Bassett has changed his tune in from, you know, a couple of seasons ago when he was like, I don't want to pitch in relief. I want to start. And now he's like, I want to do whatever helps this team. Cause I think that he sees one, it's good to be a team player and two, the potential that this team has. And if he can contribute, then, uh, more power to the A's and him. Um, so that's nice. You still got, you know, Joaquin Soria, JB Wendelkin, uh, Lou Trevino is an, a big bounce back candidate. He wouldn't be a breakout guy because people know about him, but he was just holding down all of the saves in 2017, 2018. There we go. Um, and if he can bounce back to the form that he had that season, basically his walks got a little bit away from him and he was striking out guys a little bit less, but uh, he reported to camp this season without love handles. And if that's what it takes for him to get his mechanics back in order and get back to the guy that we saw in 2018, then I'm here for it. Um, Wendelkin, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about him tomorrow. And uh, he's he's a breakout candidate, I think, in the bullpen. And then you got TJ McFarland, who I talked about in one of the early podcasts that we had. And uh, he could be a decent addition to the A's roster. He's under-the-radar guy and relievers are volatile. But uh, he's a left-handed option that could, could pay some dividends for the A's. Uh, he struggled at home in Arizona last year, but he was... Solid on the road, so if he puts up like a 3-5 ERA and gives him a solid lefty option, then uh, that'd be awesome. You got Jake Diekman down there, too. He's fine against righties and lefties. So uh, they've got an okay bullpen. I don't know that it's going to be their calling card this year. I think that the rotation is going to have to step up a little bit to uh, really propel them into you know championship territory. But they've got some pieces to you know at least make it a playoff run. Uh, whether that's wildcard or AL West is up for debate right now. Um, I'd like to see them go on the trade market. I know that uh, about a month ago or so, uh, there was a rumor floating around that Josh Hader might be available. And I'm like, oh, the A should go after Josh Hader. That'd be amazing. But uh, I don't know that that's a really uh, realistic option at this point. But if the Brewers want to part with him and not have to you know, include an entire farm system for him, then maybe that's something to consider later in the year if the Brewers fall out of it because the NL Central is going to be competitive this year. So uh, so that's all I got it for this episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on Locked on A's on Twitter. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. Uh, you can hit us up on the mailbag at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, that's it for today. I will talk with you guys tomorrow and go out there and celebrate good times, Oakland.